But welcome to the Women of Marvel panel. those listening at home, this will be broadcasted uh, on the Women of Marvel podcast every Friday. It'll be up this Friday, so if you guys uh, want to listen to yourselves, cheer. Uh, and also cheer really loudly so you can hear yourself. So we have a lot of panelists, and we're really excited about it. Look at all these amazing women up here. First, we have... Sana Amanet, Director of Content Character Development. We have Katie Kubert, Editor. Adri Cohen, Social Media Director. We have Anna Foley, the Costume Designer of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Stephanie Meslansky, the costume designer for Marvel's Daredevil and Jessica Jones. Marguerite Bennett, she is a writer with us, including Angela. Go, Marguerite! Margaret's still a writer of Black Widow Forever Red. Amy Amy Reader, writer of Moon Girl and Double Dinosaur. Erica Henderson, artist on the Beautiful School Girl. We are uh, hopefully missing, we'll get soon. We have Stacey Lee, who's the artist on Silk. And uh, Aku Richardson, who has done a bunch of covers for us. And then there's me. I am producer and photographer. That is the cosplay variant you guys can get in December. Please go pre-order me. Uh, can I just say one quick thing before we kick it off? I would just like to say that a few years ago, we were struggling with not only how many people were in attendance at this panel, but how many people were actually on the panel itself. Yay. The way it's transformed in the last like five, six years alone. We're gonna break this stage, guys, like yeah. we broke it last year. Amazing. So many amazing women up here. We're so lucky. Okay, to kick off the panel, we want to talk to you a little about the 17 female led titles we currently have in production. This is just 12 of the covers, uh, including A-Force, All-New Wolverine, Angela, Black Widow, Captain Marvel, Mora. Um, but we also have Black Widow, Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, Hellcat, Scarlet Witch, Silk, Squirrel Girl, Spider-Woman, Thor. We also have Gamora. I can't even keep up anymore, I mean, that's guys. 17 Exhausting. titles, guys. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that is awesome. Five years ago, we had zero. Wow. Zero. So that's thanks to all of you guys. Thank you. Thanks for supporting us. Afua Richardson, everyone.
We've got some announcements uh, that we're excited about. First up, we have the uh, Squirrel Girl Howard the Duck crossover. Um, artists on that, uh, artists and writers are Ryan North, Eric Henderson, Chip Sardarsky, and Joe Collins. Really exciting. You guys can uh, pick that up uh, in spring 2016. It will be in issue number six of both books. We have a Spider-Woman crossover event happening also next year. I, I'm secretly hoping that people start calling this the Ladybugs event. But, uh, but you know, that's probably not a real thing. But I like that title. Uh, how many of you guys are fans of Spider-Gwen? So this event, we're extremely excited about it. This is actually going to take place uh, in Spider-Gwen's event. All the, the Spider-Ladies uh, get together and um, something happens that has, has them trapped in Spider-Gwen's universe. So it's a really amazingly told story, obviously, by the great creators and writers of uh, Spider-Gwen, Silk, Spider-Woman. Um, so check that out soon. Yeah. You guys, you guys are spoiling us. I feel like we say one word and there's a scream. So I'm. Um. Next up, uh, we have we like to announce the first Scarlet Witch. Uh, the the first creators on uh, as this will be a, uh, a different creators throughout. Uh, first is James Robinson and Vanessa Del Rey. Yes, Scarlet. So Scarlet Witch. I mean, obviously we're all fans of her. She's amazing. Uh, we had uh, Kevin Wada come in and do a slight redesign. So she has this. Yeah, it's beautiful, isn't it? Uh, sort of a romantic gothic vibe. Um, and how do you how do you like that new costume? Is it you approve? Love it. Approved and fully approved. Totally, totally approved. <laughs> uh, so we're, we're we're calling it a magical mystery tour. Um, uh, she finds out that there are some uh, sort of uh, magical mystery happenings all over the world, and Scarlet, uh, Scarlet Witch decides that it's up to her to be able to actually fix all of these problems. Um, she takes it upon herself. So this is um, a, a whole new Wanda. She is, uh, has a lot more agency. She is um, really trying to sort of come, on to, come, come into her own uh, without anyone telling her um, what the rules are, and uh, it's really beautifully done. We have a whole array of different artists coming on uh, with James Robinson writing. And the first issue by Vanessa Del Rey is absolutely stunning. It's just gorgeous. Uh, I mentioned Lucy Patsy Walker, a.k.a. Hellcat. This is the first female-starring ongoing series by an all-female creative team. Writer will be Kate Leth, artist is Brittany Williams, and colorist is Megan Wilson. So look for that in January 2016. Uh, yay! Uh, sadly, uh, oh, you're here. Oh, you're here. I didn't even see you come in. Oh, my God. I like, moved around you. Uh, so we really love this hip hop variant. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about it? Oh my goodness! Um, <laughs> when I got the uh, the email to do this cover, I uh, I, I think I uh, 
walked up and down so much, and, like bore a hole in my floor. <laughs> oh man, I am uh, a huge X Men fan and a huge hip hop fan, especially like classic hip hop, like the stuff that made you feel good, like just the the community of hip hop bringing people together. It didn't matter like where you were from. It, it, it was just bring your skills, bring yourself, and just being a part of bringing that to a new generation and drawing Storm with natural hair. I'm, I'm just, I was just, you know, just super geeked out about drawing this. And, um, yeah, yeah, that was a moment beyond. Like, I'm, I'm a big fan, so I was, like, geeking out. Like, just like, oh, my God, I get to do this! <laughs> and, um, Afu, do you want to, do you want to maybe just tease something? Don't give it away, but tease, tease something for us. Okay, well, um, I will be working on you in a series. Can't say what it is yet. Not yet, not yet. Not yet. No spoilers. But, um, yeah, I'm, I, I get a call from Axel Lanza saying, hey, look, we want you to work on this. And this is not a shut up and draw situation. We want you to come in, rip the script apart, create the designs that we want. And that's that's really great and encouraging to hear because there's so many times that you get these jobs where you're just like, no, we want it exactly like in our minds. Be psychic. <laughs> and um, this is not that situation at all. What I think, what I feel, my opinion completely matters. And, and everyone that I've been working with thus far has been incredible. So it feels like I'm being welcomed into a family. <laughs> So yeah, I'm, I'm super Yay! We are we are so happy to have Afua be a part of the team, and um, I'm not also going to say the thing that she's working on, but uh, she's 100% a collaborator on this thing. It's something where all the whole team we've all gotten together and all decided that we want to do something different, and I'm so happy to have her part of it. And really bummed, I can't tell you what it is. So uh, just just keep reading. Uh, we'll hopefully announce it soon, but it's it's definitely going to be a big um, monthly ongoing series, and we're extremely happy to have Aqua be a part of it. So, so yesterday uh, in the in the Cup of Joe panel, we also announced this. Margie, why don't you talk a little bit about Black Widow Point Two? Well, Black Widow One comes out. You can buy it here at the con because you can buy all things at the con that you can't yet get in real life. But Black Widow Forever Red comes out on Tuesday, and all I will say is, make some noise. You want Black Widow in your life? It's up to you. I think. Uh, Probably the greatest moment in my life, as I said last year, was here when I came to announce the Black Widow book, and you guys freaked out. And I was freaking out so badly on this side of the table that I think I probably cried 40 times and all the way home. So, yes, it was totally that awe of a moment. Thank you for noticing. And 
So for for all the things that have happened in one year for this book, to not only be back here with you guys, my squad goals, check, 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 but, but to uh, be able to announce that the stories of the Red Widow and the Black Widow are moving on is like the awesomest thing in my whole life. By the way, Anne, what do you think of my cosplay? ladies bringing it at the con but my personal hero in life is a writer named Shannon Hale and I've never been so excited as when she agreed to do um, Captain Marvel. It is going to rock. She's the funniest, strongest, craziest, bad, but you know, um, girl power girl I know and she is going to rock that and I I, uh, I know Sana, I know you guys are really looking for someone who could bring the funny yeah. that she has. And honestly, this is the funniest person I know. So I think you guys, next year at this con, you are going to die. She is going to be like dancing on the table. So I cannot wait for that. So, so excited. Yeah. And these young, these, uh, young adult books that we're doing with Disney, um, they're absolutely fantastic. I mean, it really just goes to show that these characters can live anywhere and do live everywhere. And there's an audience, all kinds of audiences are in love with these amazing, powerful Marvel female characters. Um, we're, we stand very much behind this series and hopefully future series. So you should really, if you're a Black Widow fan, I mean, yeah, Margie just some, killed the noise. crap out of that this story. It's amazing in the best way possible. So definitely check it out in future stories. Yeah, and if any of you are uh, based in New York or L.A. or San Francisco, we are doing a special book tour with Margaret this week with us select dates uh, throughout this uh, next week. So a few of us will be running uh, over there next, including myself. Yes. I, will be, I will be in L.A. and San Francisco, and Adri will be joining Margie in Salt Lake City. Uh, Marguerite will be with us uh, off four dates, right? LA, all five Chicago. dates. And we uh, have Key Willow in Seattle. Yeah, and Lorraine Sink, the host and writer of Marvel's The Watcher, will also be there. So. Thank you, ladies. So I'm really excited to be able to show you guys this oh, amazing yeah. art and photos that Anne did. Uh, uh, we we talked to Anne on the podcast about a year ago, sort of design about designing costumes and characters for real life screen, and I really think that she wowed it with uh, with Daisy with Quick's costume. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Sure enough, when I got that first script, there it was on the page. She walks out in a badass Quake costume. So, and, oh yeah, I was so excited. And Chloe was too. So, um, and I have to say that Girl Rock did like my real thing. Right? So, I mean, one of the most important things to me in making this costume was staying true to the comic book character. And the most important thing I felt was the Quake symbol. Gauntlets. So not only did we put it on the gauntlets, but I um, put it in the back of the jacket as well, which is one of the coolest design details I've ever done. So yeah, it was fun. I'm really excited. 
Make sure you tune in to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on Tuesday nights on ABC. So we have the pleasure of having Stephanie on the panel with us. Uh, I, I am so excited to show you some of the stuff that she's sent us. Uh, you know, obviously, we're Marvel. We keep things uh, in closed doors. But Daredevil is, I hope all of you have seen season one. If not, go watch it right now. Uh, Jessica Jones comes out in November. And last, uh, last night, we screened the first episode. And it is superb. So he, uh, Stephanie actually sent us some mood boards for, uh, for, for Daredevil. Uh, there, was, there was like 15 pages, but I, I just selected the Daredevil and Matt Murdock. Um, so, so Stephanie, you're, 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 bringing, you're bringing this character alive in Hell's Kitchen in New York City. And, and so what, what was your first step? Like, how did you attack on such a huge project? The first thing that we needed to do was uh, agree and determine that this show is uh, the, the philosophy behind these series for Netflix is that they're all grounded in reality. There's all an authenticness to them and the characters. So it's almost as though you could walk down the street and conceivably see one of them or meet them. And so it, as much as we wanted to be or to honor the original comics, we needed to bring them into the 21st century and make them real-life people. So that was the most important thing for us to all agree upon in the first place. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, like, I, I, the, the suits that they wear, the interesting, I mean, obviously, uh, Wilson, Wilson's disc suits are so distinctly different than, uh, you know, Matt's or anyone else's. It's like the, the quality and everything is just really just quite amazing. Yeah. I'm awesome. going to add, you got me wearing white cutout dresses also. <laughs> uh, we also have uh, the, uh, some art from Jessica Jones, some, some character designs. So, and, and Jessica Jones is, is the same universe, but slightly a little different. Uh, and obviously, like, David Tennant's character is <laughs> awesome. So, like, how did you just tackle the idea of sort of bringing this character who is in comic book very comic-y to life. Very purple. <laughs> well, first of all, working with David Tennant was just a dream come true. He's an extraordinary human being. And it was, it was my dream come true for you. <laughs> um, number one, you really, the, the whole process is so collaborative, and each actor brings a lot uh, to the process. And uh, David, in particular, you know, his, his character is menacing and evil, and as much as, I, as much as he needed to convey the purpleness of his character in the comics, create, if I were to have designed all of his clothes purple, he wouldn't have been very menacing at all. He would have been really quite a joke. So it was a matter of finding a variety of shades and a variety of tones and looks that worked really well on him and worked really well together making sure that we didn't go over the top with the color purple, uh, incorporating a variety of shades, um, runes and navies, and really creating looks that were distinctive, but always made you remember exactly who he was and who, what his roots were. 
And it seems as though we achieved it because he would put on his clothes in the fitting and really transform. And that was an exciting thing to watch. Also, I was very fortunate because David is a really slim guy. And I, we happened to discover last year that a particular designer, whose name is Paul Smith, uh, was all about purple and all about shades of lavender. So we found so many suits and so many shirts and so many ties that at least had the mention of the color. And we were able to combine, make so many combinations and really find a wide variety of looks for him that felt uh, evil and felt menacing, but at the same time conveyed the roots of his character. Okay, thank you. Uh, we're going to talk to Stephanie more uh, about uh, all the characters in Jessica Jones, so look for a future podcast um, once it is live on Netflix in November uh, as part of our How to Di Design a Character Marvel Method series that we're doing. Uh, part one is already out, so make sure you guys look for that. You can find all of our podcasts at marvel.com slash womenofmarvel, and you can also find it on iTunes if you just search for Women of Marvel. And the Women of Marvel podcast is really meant to be, I mean, it's an extension of this panel, but it's really meant to be sort of another way to access the community of women in comics and to talk about the creation process. And it's a really great behind the scenes and getting to know how we make the things that we make, whether it's comics or costumes. Um, and the design series uh, is really great in terms of understanding all the different avenues to make a, a Marvel character come to life. Um, so you definitely should um, as part of uh, the Women of Marvel podcast this year, we uh, are really excited uh, to uh, be doing a song with Mary the Sea Monsters. Uh, and uh, we're going to give you a little teaser. Uh, you guys can look for the full song for the Women of Marvel podcast soon. We are, we are, we are. Excited. I mean, I edit the podcast. I'm really excited to have songs. So it's. <laughs> uh, and then uh, here's just basic information about the podcast. Um, as you guys go to marvel.com slash the marvel, you can always have questions for us uh, for any of the panelists or anything about happening on the uh, podcast. You can always email us at womenof at marvel.com. So before we get to QA, uh, I want to talk to some of the other ladies on the uh, panel with us. First and foremost, Amy, you're joining us. Hey, I'm a newbie. Hi, Rena. Newbie here, at least. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm personally very excited to have you on the Marvel family now. Yeah. Uh, and then, and the then, women of Marvel! <laughs> Sorry, I had to. We're going to do a karaoke version once. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> so, why don't you talk? I mean, Devil Dinosaur and Moon Girl. Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, like, I love dinosaurs and I love Moon Girl, so. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, you're writing about moons. moons. Yes. Why don't you talk a little bit about uh, sort of how this came about and uh, what yeah. you're looking for? Well, I think, you know, um, I guess the first thing to kind of say is that, like, I'm co-writing with Brandon Montclair on this, and and, um, and we we come from kind of a creator-owned thing. We like to make new characters. That's something that we really enjoy. Uh, so, so for us, it wasn't really, like, so much that we needed a specific person, like, oh, I've always wanted to work with, you know, this or that character. Um, 
we actually wanted to do something that we could bring back. And uh, our editors, Mark Panicha and Emily Shaw, they suggested uh, Double Dinosaur, and they mentioned that maybe we can modernize it. Maybe we could put him in modern day and instead of a moon boy who's like this prehistoric person, like maybe we can have a moon girl. And I had um, somebody in mind, um, like a character in my head of like kind of this, this genius Inspector Gadget style person, but not goofy, not campy, like just like likes to invent roller skates around the city and like solves a lot of bad crime and stuff like that. But like, and just she has these this backpack stuff comes out of it anyway. So she's our Moon Girl. Her name is uh, Lunella Lafayette, and she's nine years old. And uh, and yeah, yeah, we're really excited about it. Like I'm actually more excited about her, and I love, love, love the fact that Marvel decided to uh, with the title decided to put her name first because. Back in the day, that was definitely not the case. It was always Devil Dinosaur, you know, it's a dinosaur. But, um, yeah, so it's a lot of fun. I'm also drawing covers. I'm traditionally known as an artist, so this is um, new for me. And Natasha Bustos is uh, drawing interiors. You guys are going to love her. She's, like, amazing. And everybody's freaking out about the new pages coming in at Marvel, I hear. So. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. Yeah. We're going to be doing, we'll do a sneak peek of um, some of the interiors uh, hopefully soon. Uh, but this is, you're going to fall in love with Lanella. Like you, she will not even have said a word and you'll see her on the page. I love her. <laughs> you love her. <laughs> yeah, it's the same experience I had when I first saw Miles Morales come to life. And the first panel of Miles Morales, and it was, like, him in his school and waiting to see, like, who's actually going to get in. And you kind of just fell in love with him, and it's the same with Lunella when, like, the first couple of pages, and she's just really adamant. She has, like, this experiment she wants to do, and, like, her glasses are there, and her hair is crazy. And yeah. Those are the best kind of characters, is when they're a little, like, nuts, but, like, adorable. You know? Yeah, I like to go real specific with characters. Yeah. I think it's more fun that think so. I think because we're all a little bit, like, nuts and adorable, yeah, right? Yeah, very particular. Well, nuts is here. Yeah. yeah. Nuts-o's! <laughs> yeah. The nuts Marvel! <laughs> Stuck in your heads now, guys. <laughs> uh, Marguerite. Uh, no, uh, we, we've had the pleasure of having Marguerite on this panel many times, and our podcast many times. Um, but Angela is amazing. Thank you. <laughs> uh, what what issue are we up to now? Oh goodness, um, uh, Witch Hunter Angela, the, the 1602 Secret Wars tie-in, actually just wrapped. Like the fourth issue um, came out last Wednesday, um, and so it was like you know my tearful swan song to Kieran since he's you know essentially departing the book. Um, but from here on out, um, it's going to be me, Stephanie Hans, and a wonderful artist named um, Kim Hacinto, um, and uh, going ahead and Angela Queenabel. To make sure you guys pre-order. Uh, also, there were these amazing Angela cosplayers. Did you see any of them? Uh, definitely. Oh my gosh, she had like the glowing like aspects of her armor and everything. You guys are amazing. Seriously. Yeah. Props to all everyone in costume on Sunday. Really? Yeah. You guys yeah. I see you guys out there. You guys look amazing. Uh, Erica, all the way down at the end. Hi. Uh, why don't you talk a little bit about what you're working on right now? Uh, well, I'm still working on Squirrel Girl. Yes! Yes! <laughs> uh, 
else, uh, we, we just announced the Howard and Smoko crossover, which is funny because that was something that, so Joe Canones lives like walking distance from me, and Chip and uh, Ryan live walking distance from each other. I think together, we had two different groups, like, talk about doing crossover, and like, separately, we had talked about it to Will, our editor, and so it was like, oh, okay, I guess everyone's agreed this is happening, so we better make this happen. <laughs> I'm very excited because I love Squirrel Girl and uh, with Howard the Duck. Also, like, those two guys are so great. They did a video for us uh, a few weeks ago that we had on Marvel.com that was beautiful. So I expect the same. It's going to be amazing. And we have, like, something really cool coming up that's, like, so secret that if you look in previews and issue two, there's a big black square on the cover because, like, we can't show it at all. I'm so excited for, like, people to finally see <laughs> in like two months. Again, make sure you pre-order. I always say this, but it's very important. Um, so I want to say one one quick thing. I'm I'm sort of just kind of sitting back here and seeing all these ladies up here and talking about their different backgrounds and how they got into or sort of what they're doing in comics right now. And it's really amazing to me because I still hear people saying that ladies aren't making comics and that the industry isn't diverse enough. And look up here and look out into the audience, because I think that's changing. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that you guys are here and representing, and your voices are asking for it. So thank you, guys. Also, how many of you guys want to make comics? I want you guys to stand up right now. Men, women, anybody, everybody, whoever wants to make comics. Look at each other right now. Wave to each other. Because this is your community, okay? These are the people. If you want to make comics, talk to one another. Get to know each other. And make a comic book. Just go do it. This is what this is for, is to be able to get to, get to know each other, to network. Come talk to us. But everyone in this room, continue that conversation outside of these doors because we really want to remind people that we're here, we're here to stay, and it's a safe space for everyone. Yeah. And, and if you want to be a part of the comic book industry but you're not so sure you want to make a comic, there are so many jobs out there that you can be involved with this community. Uh, myself, I'm a producer. I manage digital content. I love this community, and I am a terrible drawer, so I'm really happy I have my job. And also including Adri. Adri manages all of our social media. I don't make anything beautiful, but I like to share that with the world through the internet. So, so there are, you know, there's a future if you're a lawyer, if you're, uh, if you're really into finance, if you love contract law, if you... Uh, there are people out there. I, 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 I think that I have a lawyer or two of my own in here. I don't know whether D or Stacy if they're in here, uh, but they are props to them to helping us get everything out uh, all on time and reviewing and dealing with me. But on top of that, there are people who manage the creators. There are people who just help us manage conference rooms. Also, always looking for mad scientists. Mad scientists, um, yes. Munitions experts. Yeah. Uh, shield directors. Uh, if you're in college or out of college, we do an internship program. You can uh, find all about that at marble.com. I believe it's slash internships. You can also email us and we'll tell you all about it. So the future is there. And it's, it's only, it's, you just have to reach out and grab it. We're waiting. <laughs>
so I think it's I think we can open up to Q and A. Yeah, we got two mics I think on other side, so run that up there, guys. Our walk, strike, say strike, and just don't throw any props. So we're gonna go to Teen Ninja Turtle guy because I saw you jump up so fast. Hi, um, a lot of my favorite characters have been the civilian characters, and for a long time I never thought that characters like Mary Jane and Lois Lane can really go further because of their attendant rule. But then the work you guys did at Marvel with Betty Ross and turning her into you know a villain and then a badass hero and one of the best characters in the Marvel character pool, and now we have like. Jane Foster as Thor. Do you guys have any awesome. plans for uh, any other of the civilian women in Marvel, like Nora Winters or Betty Branch or anybody? Well, Mary Jane's going to have a pretty big role in Invincible Iron Man. Uh, she's going to team up with Tony. She's, she's playing a really big role. So, I mean, it's not one of the ones you mentioned, but as a civilian, yeah, Mary Jane's playing a huge role. I would definitely pick up that book. Also in Black Widow, the Red Widow is a teen who ends up, you know, sort of willing herself into superheroism. So, you know, it, and Marvel supported that with a comic short. You can even, like, see her now in uh, Mockingbird number one. So, like, they do take, you know, let the regular guy shine. And for uh, Squirrel Girl, we're definitely focusing a lot more on Nancy, who we've been, like, building up. Like, she's... <laughs> like, we, we love her. And, like, I think She's going to stay in civilian mode because, you know, we don't even have very character having powers because we don't even have powers to be something we're going to do. So, yeah, I mean, Kate Bishop sometimes acts like a civilian. Like, she messes up a lot. She has crumbs on her face and on her clothes. Like, I think that's what's so great about our characters is that all, everyone is important, whether you have powers or not. I mean, like, in Ms. Marvel... Bruno Nakia and her family is just as important as Kamala Khan, and that's a classic Marvel way. So, um, yeah, don't be surprised if we, you know, we start making some changes. But thanks, thanks for appreciating that. Thanks. Hi, I have a question for our costume designers. What is your favorite costume that you designed, and what inspired you to do it? In the comic book. In the comic book world. I have to say that I was inspired the moment they asked me to come up uh, to collaborate on the vigilante costume. It was, it was at that moment that I realized that I was, I was doing something I'd never done before. And there were so many, so many uh, challenges to it. Um, I realized that this was, this, was, this was the beginning of something really special. I have to say that was the first one. That, and that was when I was first hired to do Daredevil, I spent a week designing his mask on my kitchen table, <laughs> trying to figure out how that was going to work. And that, was, that would be it for me. I would probably say, I mean, first of all, they're all like my children. I love them all equally. I do. Yes, I do. I think I've their personal stuff and for the show. Um, so I do right now. I am very fond of the Quake costume. I'm really proud of how it turned out. Um, it was, uh, you know, for a television uh, schedule, you know, we don't have a lot of time like they do on the features. So sometimes I'm not getting a lot of uh, 
believe with. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's that. You can just say, hey, we talk about storyline and all that. So there's a lot of things that we have to take into consideration. So I'm always really happy when I have a lower review. But yeah, I do love Mockingbird and Quake. And what's great and what's important to me with these ladies, and I think we talked about this at the last Women Who in San Diego, it's like, it's important to me that these costumes are make them feel empowered and make them uh, feel strong in them without over sexualizing. You know, it's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. So that's that's what's important to me, and that's what I do when I'm designing these. That's what, at the forefront of my mind, and so yeah. So like I said, I'm really happy with my. Uh, like Sun, I'm very happy to see that this group is getting bigger and bigger each year. I don't know what it was to tackle. I'm very excited for all the projects that were announced, but since we've been punching holes in the sky with the stars in the next place, and does anyone want to work on these stones? Everyone? I don't know. Like, <laughs> what kind of question is that? It's like, do you like, you know, french fries? <laughs> <laughs> Can I feel there hasn't been many women with all these Star Wars projects coming out? <laughs> like on wave three. Uh, I'll give you Jordan D. White's email address. He's the editor on Star Wars. Feel free. Tweet him, email him. I'll be on stage after. Yeah, hashtag ladies. I'd like to do an Endor story. Yeah, I can't speak for uh, um, creators, but I, I know the assistant editor on the books, Heather Antos. Uh, is one of our new hires in Marvel, and she's extremely passionate about the projects. So, like, I can't, I can't talk about um, yeah, creative because I don't work on the Star Wars books. But I sit right next to Heather, and I, every day we're talking you know, about something. So, uh, at least you know we got a female opinion, at least editing or assistant editing. So, hopefully, yeah, just just uh, start poking Jordan, poking Heather, and uh, hopefully we'll have a little more women on the list. So. Hi, I love you all. Um, my girlfriend is kind of shy, so she wanted me to ask um, her questions for her. We don't bite, I promise. <laughs> she wanted me to ask. Her. <laughs> come on, come on. Well, yeah, um, the, the motivation behind uh, Jessica uh, Drew's pregnancy, that was the first question with that. And the second one, um, how big of a role is Luke Cage going to play in the Netflix show? Because we're worried about about Jessica uh, Jones being overshadowed by a character like that. Uh, well, I'll, ta- I'll talk about first. Well, okay. <laughs> we're going to start getting sorry. But great question. Uh, thank you for saying. Everyone's looking at you anyway, so <laughs> doesn't matter. You can be shy. Everyone knows what you look like. What's it? What's your name? Thanks for those questions. In terms of Jessica Drew and um, you know her going into motherhood, that was a marriage came from Dennis Hopeless, and he had just become a father. And um, you know his whole experience of sort of being with his wife and her having children for the first time, and him kind of watching her. I think he was had uh, developed such an amazement of, of respect and 
and love and all these feelings that he was going through. He really wanted to sort of share and tell that experience through the lens of, of, of Jessica True, who is such a powerful character in her own right. And we rarely talk about the multi-dimensions of women outside of them, you know, just being tough superheroes. Like, we're all superheroes. We're going to jobs, going to school, doing all those things that we have to do. But then there are sort of the, the, the tougher aspects of life, like, you know, having a child and the experience of motherhood. And that is the strongest aspect of being a woman. And you're talking about the most, the strongest, like, characters out there, people out there. Like, you have to talk about mothers. Like, they are the strongest women. So, the important story that, that we had to tell and it's very very well very well done I'm excited about it great question thank you, thank you. come back next year and you can answer you can ask your own questions I, don't know. I, mean, no, I, I promise we don't bite only Judy bites and it's pretty harmless um, after like the first few hi uh, first I just want to say thank you seeing you guys up there it just makes comics feel like home it's just awesome. Thank you for wearing your costume, by the way. You look great. Oh, thank awesome. you. It's honestly like the most comfortable thing, except for are sitting you, down. I was like, are you wearing a corset? <laughs> I, it, I, can't, I can't sit down. I just lower my <laughs> Next year, we should just all come in our pajamas. <laughs> this is home to you guys. Blankets and pajamas. Just like Captain America wins. Yes. Um, I did have a question. I'm sorry. Uh, do any of you have a character that you haven't been able to get your hands on that's like your bucket list character? Dazzler. <laughs> yeah, I write, I write teen... Yeah, I actually write teen, uh, teen Tony Stark bad jokes in my head at all times. So, if you want to know, I'm like a 15-year-old Tony Stark making dirty jokes at all times. I just don't say them. I sometimes say them. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually hoping and praying, and, and I've maybe heard some rumors, I really want to get my hands on a series in my life. I'm I'm Erica Chavez. I'd love I'd love to play that character. Not I love her. I want more Mystique. Come on, guys. Can you write me some Mystique books? Um, Spider Gwen. I'd love to take a crack at her. What happens when she's in between worlds? Thank you so much. Don't get mad at me, but I waited because I had questions in my room. <laughs> well, she has to ask yours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the first one was, I was thinking specifically about the, the Spider-Woman book, but also those three characters books like separately. Are they going to get a, a, a richer tapestry of like villains of their own instead of just like sometimes like actresses like guys characters? I'd like to see that. I'd like to see them more. Their own, their own villains. And the um, second one was an afterword. I, I love your work and I love your outfit. And I can't wait for it. Um, <laughs> and I was hoping you would let me like approach. I wanted to take your picture. I mean, afterward, but the, the villain thing first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, um, the 
editor is Nick Lowe. Uh, I can send you his email address separately. <laughs> he is the editor of the Spidey books. Excellent point, and I completely agree with you. <laughs> Hello. Um, my question is for the costume designers. Um, one of my favorite things to do is to analyze the characters' outfits, whether it's their superhero costume or their everyday wear, to find clues about you know the character or the plot. So I was wondering, do you develop an initial idea of who the character is and work from that, or do, is it an always evolving process dependent on like the script or changes that you know the writers may send down to you? Well, um, on our show, I'm really lucky because it was a great coverage, and I worked really closely with Melissa Tantrum specifically in creating. What was that first very six very strong characters, and then I think up to ten. Um, in season one, I identified them just by their clothes alone. And as the show's gone on, you know, we've seen the arc of each one of them, and the show changed dramatically. Season one, towards the end, with all the shading, and then picking up season two, it was much darker. And so I decided to show that with the change in their costume. You still recognized who they all were, but it was a little darker and a little edgier. And then this season, going into three, you know, I wanted to address the events that happened at the end of season two. So, you know, Colts and Daredevil are out of the suits, finally out of the suits. <laughs> so we got badass Colson and civilian, and he doesn't have his ties now because he's got the robot hands. So he can't tie his ties. <laughs> And um, that was kind of one of the things how I sort of looked at it. You know, Agent May took off at the end of the season. She was his right hand. So she was maybe tying his ties at the end of that season. So, yeah, I know, right? So, um, and then even with Fitz, you know, we had a big, big change with Fitz this season. He really grew up. He was, you know, he was probably the one on the team the most affected by what happened soon. So he, um, you know, he started took away a lot of the plaids and the cardigans, and now he's just more adults. Okay. Yeah. In Morocco, no less. I know. He's great. So, so yeah, you know, it, it's a collaboration with the actors as well, and you want to always try to get into the character's head and figure out what they're doing. I mean, it, um, it makes it more interesting work. It makes the costumes more interesting, even with the superhero costumes. Like I said, I always go to the comics, start there, Try to put something into the costume whether it's stylized, whether it's color, or certain details. I know that you guys are love that <laughs> and looking for it too. Speaking of uh, going from the comics, so the the I'm working on the new Agents of Shield book, and um, awesome. it's, it's going to be really cool. And I had the same problem where I'm like, okay, well, we got the suit. He's in his Coulson's in the suit. Uh, but I, I may have mentioned this last year. Uh, but I, I tell uh, friends or, or other creators this, that it's my personal goal to get more sexy, shirtless men in comics. <laughs> uh, and I've been succeeding. Hercules is also in my books. Yes! Um, but uh, we, uh, I don't know if there will be much inspiration in the first issue because we do have a sexy, shirtless person nice. in the first issue. So everybody get ready. Because yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. What? to Clark about that. Yeah. <laughs> He's so going to start working out. He's a fit guy. He is. 
Um, it's great seeing everyone in this room up here and everyone out of the center and this event so far. Um, my question ties in with something you said earlier about the classroom and for the show. Um, for the comments, as we see more and more strong, you know, powerful women in these lead roles in the comments, we're going to start to see shift away from the costumes that contribute to the over-sexualization of women and more going into body positivity and you know, celebrating their, their abilities and their powers. I, uh, I hope so. Uh, I mean, I can't speak for what's happening in some of the other films out there. I can only speak for my intents for my show, and uh, that's my intents. To me, it, uh, it's like I said earlier, it's more about empowering them and making them feel strong, and also my show is tactical in nature, so it doesn't make sense to have them in suitcases, but playing through gear and playing wheels running around, unless, you know, like May was in the Silver Secret Grandfest, and that that was part of the story. She needed to be in a cocktail party. And, but at the same time, I think we talked about somebody. Yeah, yeah <laughs> several guys. And, and how so, about the comics themselves? Are you going to see yeah. a shift there too? I think we've already started seeing, already started seeing that shift as more women are more people who are conscious of these ideas are working on comics. And I think that extends even to like the non superhero characters. We've seen that the world is like, as like more women are women, you see just more like fashion than more current things, and it's the way women would view other women. I also have a 14-year-old, and I, I know you guys know this, but we listen to you. Everyone hears you. You know that nobody doesn't hear you. Like when you post something, on, you tweet something, and you think no one's paying attention to me. I assure you, the person you're talking about has read that tweet. They may never admit it to you. But all of us have read it also, right? So the stuff you say about what is crap is stuff that those are the, those, those are the, you know, that's the fight. And it's happening right there. You guys are doing it. So my 14-year-old on Tumblr, you know, she will let you know immediately if she thinks, you know, that costume would hurt you in a battle. <laughs> and that is awesome. Uh, in the comics specifically, it's something that we're always keeping, um, you know, a pretty um, uh, straight eye on. And a perfect example of that is so Squirrel Girl is going to be part of the new Avengers, and uh, it's it's super exciting um, and, and great news to actually like uh, uh, kind of get a bit of more of her. And the artist, bless him, wonderful guy, Gerardo Sandoval, great guy. And he kept drawing her with these huge giant boobs, and uh, it's just not, not, she's a big butt, not big boob. So we had to tell, you know, telling him, was like, okay, listen, this is who the character is. This is, this is more about what, she, what she's about. And I was like, uh, I, did, I didn't give the direction because uh, I don't work on the book, but uh, I talked to him a bit at the time of the day. And I was like, small chest, big butt. And um, he's, he's, he's understanding that this is a part of who she is. And, and it's also a way for us to, Vary the body types and, and all that in comics and, and the visuals. So. Awesome. Thank yeah, you so much. Yeah, it's definitely something we're keeping in mind. Our moms probably never thought we'd be talking about boobs and butts so much at our job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, my mom didn't. <laughs> so we have seven minutes, so we're going to try and get as many more questions as possible. Black Widow. Hi. Yeah. First question for all of the fans Where the hell is our Black Widow movie? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> 
Kevin Feige, oh I can God. send you. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm losing my shit a little bit. Oh my God. <laughs> um, question. Um, um, sorry, I'm like, oh my God. This is not, this is not a thing that's happened to me before. Um, as far as Red Widow goes, um, how what, what are your thoughts about the juxtaposition between her origins and Natasha's, and how those and how that could be a cool narrative device? And also, do you think we'll ever see Yelena Belova again? Well, I'm a big fan of Yelena. She's a she's a cool yes. character. So, I mean, we obviously can't talk about any of that, but oh, sorry. <laughs> no, but I do work super closely with um, with Sana, who's who weighs in on everything. So Marvel is like a huge partner along with Marvel mm-hmm. Press, which is actually at Disney. And I feel like we have, um, we've been so lucky to have the chance to break Natasha open and do like a canon origin story and also a legacy character in certain ways. So oh, I'm like out of breath from Like two <laughs> I am not a superhero. Let's just get it out on the table. So, but that's awesome. And the stuff about, um, and you will see Red Widow, you've seen Red Widow, uh, some of the comics, go look at that one shot, but you will see uh, more and more of her. But also, the same answer goes, I love Where's Widow on Twitter. I love hearing you guys. I love how you call everyone out on everything. You are all so important. You are the voice into the hammer. So just do your job. That's how we got to have that, that book. So thank you. Thank you so much. Hi. We have five minutes, guys. We're going to do rapid fire. Okay, I'll try to make this yeah. I got a lot of respect for all of you ladies. I really admire what all of you do. Continue strides. Yeah. So, the thing is, I'm an intersectional feminist. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say I'm anything else. I am a feminist. And I like to see the And I like to know if there's going to be any new developments. Any new developments. Or if these characters are allowed to continue to characters. Or the rest of the future. Or what can be done to You asking that question. Right, you guys saying that out online, you bringing it up. I mean, this is, we're kind of, we're here for you and you're helping every time. Yeah, I I just want to say, like, it's happening. It's already there. Like, just from where we were to where we are now, keep asking that question. We hear you and understand that that it it is absolutely what we think about all the time. That's why we're up here. So just be patient. No problem. It's definitely also something, I can't remember the name of the book right now, but it's the new uh, younger X-Men title written by Dennis Hopeless. Uh, it's something where uh, he's definitely going to be dealing with, um, you know, young Iceman coming out of the closet. It's something that's going to be in the comic. So even though the title is blanking on me right now, uh, that's definitely going to be... All new X-Men we're doing that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, pick that up, give that a read, because it's definitely something at the forefront of that book. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's something that we're trying to bring more into, into more of our comics. Oh, and when is Kamala Khan going to get her own animation No! I'll send you, like, Jeff Loeb's email address. So you know. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> Hi, um, my question is for the artists and the writers. 
guys have any of your own original characters that you maybe tie Yes. <laughs> but also our original ideas are in the characters we build. Those are, um, those are opportunities to sort of tell a specific story we want to tell with that character as the lens also. So, you know, it all sort of starts to mash together. I also would really like to see in this Marvel movie, so can you work on that, Sana, really? <laughs> I'll give you Kevin Feige's email address. Go ahead. <laughs> also, the, the project that I'm working on, you can't talk about um, I feel like a lot of the characters are our mind. I'm putting a lot of myself into it, and they're very diverse. Uh, they're different ethnicities, different sexual orientations, different species. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I get to kind of like throw these different things out there. I was like, well, how about this? It's <laughs> <laughs> right, a go. Yes. All right. So don't worry, be patient. We're, we're working on it. And we want to do this right. We want to take our time with it and make sure you know, it floats. And we're not just you know, just throwing something out there for the sake of making a diverse character. But no, that we're, we're pulling from our influences, people that we know, people that we love, and you know, paying homage to how diverse and, no, not diverse, the variety of life. Like, there is, are so many different kinds of people and stories that need to be told and just seeing this really here just putting a piece of themselves into the work you're going to start soon soon I'm already but just the things to come I'm super excited about it. two more quick questions and then we're probably going to have to wrap it so you go first and then mm, okay for moon girl and devil dinosaur will moon boy appear yes and <laughs> sure, I feel like there should be more kid superheroes. Yes, Moon Girl, you're, you're awesome. And I also want to be a comic book writer. You oh, probably yes. will be. Go find your artist. She's in the crowd. She's in the crowd somewhere. Okay, real quick. Last Thank question. you so much. Thank I you. Love, I love um, all the teen girl superheroes. I think they're really important. For young people to feel inspired and related to, and I was wondering that if you know it was possible that Malakhan, America Chavez, Hawkeye, they could all maybe start some sort of young A Force. Make it so. Just all I'm going to say is just be be patient. So thank you, everyone, for coming. Thanks to all these amazing panelists. I keep on tuning into the Woman of Marvel podcast. We are there every week to, to, to listen to you. So send us things. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your convention. Thank you.